Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. So y'all have heard me talk about mindset with Megan and how I'm so passionate about helping people break free from thought patterns that have created strongholds in their life. And I wanted to share the company that has really helped empower me to get to this point of wanting to help other people change their lives like they've helped change mine. The company is called Voss Coaching Co. Their mission is to arm people with the information to change their lives and infuse them with the belief that anything is possible. They give specific step-by-step instruction, holding you accountable to actually do the work and help you live a life of excellence consistently and long-term. They are passionate about helping you live your best life, and I'd love for you to check them out. You can find them at VossCoachingCo.com, and I hope you join some of their free webinars. They also offer personal mentorship, elite group coaching, and corporate coaching. So check them out and let me know what you think. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Hey, Lulu. Hi. Welcome to another week. We're so excited that we have a guest this week. Welcome, Holly. How are you? I'm great. How are you, ladies? We're good. I'm just excited to have you here. Everybody, I can't wait to introduce you to Holly. She is the prayer director at Church 1132 and forced into being my mentor because I asked (laughs) her and she said yes. I just love her so much. So I can't wait to share her with you guys. And she teaches a prayer class at our church. That's been pretty much life-changing for me. So can't wait to get into it, but I'd love for you to introduce yourself, Holly, and just tell us a little bit about yourself, like how I know you worked in the corporate world for years. So like, how did you become a prayer director at church? And I know it's hard to give your full journey, but (laughs) give us a little summary. Give you a little something. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess I'll start right there. I was in the corporate world for 24 years. I would work for different furniture manufacturers, commercial, it was all on the commercial side. I did that for a long, long time. And, and there's so many testimonies in that, by the way, of just how God advanced me, even though I wasn't looking for advancement. I had positions that I was actually not qualified for on paper. And so that's for, an, that's for another podcast, maybe. Yeah. On, on how, you know, you can actually work less, uh, still work the hours you need to work and believe God and press into the things of God and see your career evolve. Uh, so it's kind of counterintuitive to how we think sometimes a career involves. But uh, God allowed me to have a lot of success. I love doing that. And then in 20, uh, 2019, the Lord gave me a dream. And in my dream, I won't go into all the details, but he, he it appeared that I was going to be stepping away from my career and asking my company to let me step out of the organization, uh, which seemed odd to me. Like, why would you let, you know, ask a company to let you step out? And over that two-year period, everything that happened in my dream began to happen in in real life down to people saying things they said in my dream. And so I knew that God was 
actually unfolding this this story for me and that I was going to step away from the corporate world. I'm in my early 50s. So and I'm a single mom, as you know, Megan, of 24 years. I don't have another income stream. Uh, it makes absolutely no sense to quit a job in 2021 during a pandemic. You know, it's not going to be the easiest to find a new job. I don't have another income stream. I'm not a millionaire. I don't have tons of savings. You know, in the natural, it made no sense whatsoever. But I knew the Lord was telling me to do it. And it um, they were going through another restructure um, in the company. And they they wanted me to go forward with them and, and whatnot. And I knew somebody else was probably not going to go forward in the organization, another leader. And I knew that was the time to step out. So I actually went to, um, I'm, I was pretty close with one of the C-suite leaders, which is helpful. A little, little note to your listeners, always, always uh, make friends with leaders in the organization because you, you might need them one day to support you. So I reached out to him and, and said, hey, let's talk. So I you know, had this dream. I was honest with them. And I think he's Catholic and I'm Christian, but he knew me and I knew him. I said, I know this is crazy, but I feel like God's asking me to step out. I'm not going to go to a competitor. I think he's going to, I don't know what he's doing with my life, but I know I'm supposed to step away. Will you let me out of the plan? And will you let me take the package that you were going to give someone else? And uh, he said, yes, you know, we'll support you. So it's like one of the best transitions you could have leaving a career, an organization. I was really honorable to them. They are honorable to me. So now here I am, May of 2021. And I know I'm doing what the Lord let me do. And then two weeks later, I had like a freak out moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did I just do? I just quit my job. This is crazy. And I'm like, no, 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 get it together. I know, I know this is what the Lord said. And then a few months later, Pastor Dustin with our church, I've been at church 1132 for 13 years and for about five or six years, so 2018, I officially, he asked me to kind of lead a very small private core intercessor prayer team to support him and other things that they needed prayer on. So we are just doing this privately. It was volunteer, but I've been doing that a few years and he knew me. And he had a word from another pastor that they needed to hire their prayer intercessor. And, and that person, I have no idea who I am. So I go into his oh. office one day. I know. So I go into his office one day just to like meet over whatever we were meeting about. It wasn't that, you know, I, and he's like, so, you know, uh, Pastor Paya came in. He gave us this word. We need to hire a prayer intercessor. This really would be you. But I know you've got that big corporate job. I was like, don't have that big corporate job. And he said, what? Why do you not have that? Big I was like, I quit. He's like, you quit? You know, I'm like, I quit. The Lord told me to quit. So I knew then, obviously, in that moment, I was like, oh, okay, God is pivoting my life. Um, so we worked out an arrangement that works for me. And um, and then a few months later, so I just had to, can I can I keep talking? Am I talking too long? Yeah, no, no. I, okay. I haven't okay. heard these details. So I yeah, there's some yeah. really, there's so, I have so many testimonies. And, you know, I just would say to your listeners, like, it's not a cakewalk. It's not easy. It's hard. There's emotional ups and downs through it. But it's so much fun following the voice of God. But you're, there's going, you're going to be put to the, your faith is going to be tested, you know, and it's going to be uncomfortable. It's just, that's the point. <laughs> that's why we need God and we need the comforter. And so when I left uh, my last company and I felt this, I didn't even hear God say it. I just felt like it was going to be three to six months. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember telling a few friends, 
I think it's going to be like three to six months and then I'll know what I'm doing. I don't know why I feel three to six. Like, why wouldn't it be three months or six months? You know, you can get in your head on all of this. But I, I confess that to multiple people and God didn't necessarily tell me three to six months. It was just this feeling that I had. Uh, What was three months when Pastor Dustin and I talked and then six months to the day, I had, I got a call from a recruiting organization that knew my story because they had, I had engaged with them on other things in years past. And they said, Hey, we know what you're doing and we actually need to bring on another recruiter. Would you be, would you think about joining us as a recruiter? You would be contract labor. You'd make your own hours. And now I'd be recruiting for the industry. I just worked in for 24 years. So I either have done the role or maybe it reported to me, or I've worked very closely. Like I know the business really, really well. I thought, oh, this is so interesting. Um, She said it was four or $5,000 for the software. And I'm like, you know, I've been living on savings. And uh, that day I got an insurance, who, who gets money back from an insurance company? I got an insurance, right? yeah, never, ever, yeah, from the no. city, from oh the my city. Wow. And it was from like a house from like 2004. It was like way, way back. It was several different insurance claims that somehow I'd overpaid. Like this just, what? I thought it was like not real at first. Yes. I thought, <laughs> and I got an insurance reimbursement check for the amount that I needed for the software. No way. And so, yeah. And yeah. so I thought, okay, I'm definitely supposed to do this. This is, this is what I'm doing. And it was actually like a month or two later that I looked back on the calendar and realized it was three months and six, six months. And for me, that really encouraged me, my faith, because yes, I hear God and other things, but it just kind of like reignited how willing God is to lead us and speak to us, but also just impress on us if we'll stay in tune. So anyway, uh, one other nugget, I was in another ministry for for many, many years. I had a mentor uh, that made such a huge impact on my life. And so I was in the corporate world, but I'd also done a little bit of ministry prior to church 1132. And and so that's kind of where I learned a lot about the prophetic and, and all of that. Um, so I don't know if all that lines up or that makes sense, but that's how I, that's how I landed as prayer director at Church 1132. Wow. Crazy. What an incredible story. I got chills several times throughout that yeah. one question that popped in my head. Cause I know I can struggle with this and it, what would you say to us who are struggling with maybe the discernment, I guess, of knowing when it's God or I feel like you got some really clear answers from God there and you were, and you were very open and receptive, Yeah. Uh, but sometimes that can be so scary and it's hard mm-hmm. not to question yourself sometimes. So what would mm-hmm. you say to us who were like, how do you discern between God's voice and maybe your crazy mind? Yeah. <laughs> or my crazy mind. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one conflicting issue just uh-huh. across the whole board, whether it's just like simply, I just want to know it's God voice or whether it's, you know, a theologian that believes you do or don't hear the voice of God. Like that is the issue is, is it really God speaking or Mm -hmm. is it just our own thoughts and all of that? I had a, so two things I would say that number one, everyone's going to struggle with that. So it's okay. It's, it's actually just part of a part of the journey. Number two is we all have to grow in in being confident that that's God's voice. Um, and I had to really grow in that over time. And so like, if you look at my journals, I have 
two big old things of journals back there. And I would sit and I would listen to the Lord for me. And early on in my journals, it's like me talking. I'm doing all the talking. I'm yes. like, I'm telling God all the stuff. And that's fine. There's a season for that. And then somewhere in there, you could tell I started listening because then I'm like writing down what I feel like God is saying. Right. And then over time, then it's more what God is saying and less what I'm babbling about. And it's this progression over years. And then somewhere along there, um, and I would say this too, make sure that your environments, uh, you, you can give words to people out in the public, but it's super helpful to be in environments that believe you can hear the voice of God and mm-hmm. um, to go to a church, go to a conference, wherever, just be in environments where they believe you can hear the voice of God. And there's a safe place for you to kind of uh, process that or even act on what you feel God is giving you in this conference and you go over and give this person an encouragement that's really helpful to have places to do that but to answer your question number one we're all going to wonder uh even still now today there's times i quit my job and then i'm like wait did i just miss that right so and then the other thing too is practice practice what you're hearing along the way so when we get um i've shared this in the prayer class i know this sounds kind of strange maybe but I will find ways to practice. So I'll go, um, you know, I'll go get a coffee and I'll be going through the coffee lane. And I did this a lot for years. And I decided I'm going to get really good at hearing the heart of God, by the way, because if it's all about just what God's saying, then I miss the relationship part. So I want to know God's heart for me and for people just move that language a little bit from voice to heart. Mm-hmm. And I would go into a coffee line and as the person's in front of me checking out, I'm looking at the the cashier or whatever you call them. And I'm asking God, what's on your heart for this person? So then I get up to the lane, the, you know, to pay and the lane to pay and I'm paying. I was like, Hey, I just want to, I just go for it. I just mm-hmm. want to let you know, I just get impressions in my heart. Sometimes I do tell them I'm a Christian. So I don't think I'm psychic. I've had a lot of people <laughs> yeah. ask me like it. Um, and that's a great chance to share the gospel, by the way, if they ask you that, but Mm -hmm. I will just tell them, and it would just be simple things. Like, I just really feel like God wants you to know that he, he's close to you. You think he's not close to you, but I actually really feel that he's close to you. I have no idea what their faith is. I have no idea, you know, are they a Christian? Are they not? Mm -hmm. Um, and I will just share what's on my heart. Sometimes I would see that they're an artist. Sometimes I would feel like they're, there's some sort of like law thing. Um, and so I'd ask them, you know, are are you an artist? I kind of engage them in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And, um, most of the time what I was hearing or sensing was correct. It's like 80, 90%. And then I had to just get okay with the few times that maybe it was off a little bit and just say, well, I just want to bless you. I'm just learning to, you just get authentic. Most people are Mm -hmm. totally cool. If you're authentic um, and heavy handed about it, but practice, practice. Be okay that you're going to question it and grow in it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then act on it and be in environments that, that embrace hearing the voice of God. And there's so many other things I could say, but. Yes. I was going to say, so Lauren, I don't know if I told you, but that was like my first question when I started her prayer level one class. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's my crazy self talking or God. So I love that you asked that question, but I do think going through the obviously knowing the word of God has been yeah. like a huge step for me, but going through how 
Polly has taught the pro class has been really, really helpful too, because I think one thing I wanted to make sure we told the listeners was kind of like almost like the first lesson that you give. And I think it helps dive into the beginning part of answering your question, Lauren, because it is a journey of really knowing God before you really Mm -hmm. hear him, if that makes sense. And that's what I've learned. One of the biggest takeaways at the beginning of your class was understanding what prayer really means, like what like, I know what prayer is, but like, I never really have thought about like, what does prayer mean? What does the Bible yeah. say prayer is? And mm-hmm. so can you just give us a little summary yeah. of what you taught in that. Cause I yeah. think I try to relay it to people, but I would love to hear it from you. <laughs> yes. So, you know, when pastor asked me to teach on prayer, so I've been practicing these things in my life, but now you got to figure out how to communicate it, you know, and how to help people. And Um, I shared with Pastor Dustin, I said, I'm happy to do this, but I just want to be transparent and let you know, I've never gone after prayer. I've gone after wanting to know the heart of God. Like one, my desire was to know God as he really is. And really, I mean, he's my God. (laughs) I don't have another God. Like he's my God. I I need to know my God. And prayer is just the, the, the method. One of the methods, if you can use that word that we can press into to know God. So I told him so long as he's okay that I'm teaching from that lane. He's like, absolutely. I'm not about prayer mechanics. I'm just really don't. I know there's a lot of different ways to teach prayer and I'm more about just going after knowing God. So when I started studying a few different words in the Bible, I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see that the word that's most often used in the new Testament. And I just want to say right here to your listeners, When we're talking about prayer uh, right now, what I'm talking about is Christian prayer, which, and when I say that, I mean, Christ in us prayer. So all different religions pray and I'm, you know, I'm I'm not speaking to that, right? So there's different ways to pray, but right here, what we're talking about is Christ in us prayer. And as a Christian, we're in a new covenant. We have the spirit of God in us. And so our prayer should be as such. The way we pray should reflect the fact that I have the spirit of Christ in me. So I'm not praying to God up there somewhere. I'm communing with God here. And so that's really important to understand that. When you look at the word prayer in the New Testament, so let's just say post the resurrection you know, of, of Jesus Christ, it's actually the word prosio komahe. That's the Holly Texas version. I'm sure somebody, mm-hmm. it's, it's Greek. It's Greek. I think I'm saying it right. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. It's prosio komahi and it's a noun and a verb. And the noun version of that word means that we are God's house of prayer. It means that he has made us his dwelling place on the merits of Christ. We've become holy so that God can dwell within us. And he has literally separated us out from our sin and separated us out so that we can be his house. And he wants us to be a house of prayer. What what he wants to do in his house, we're God's house. You know, I have a house here and I have things I like to do in my house. God has something he wants to do in his house. And that is prayer. He wants there to be prayer. So the word prayer is a verb. So now it's like, well, what is that? What do we do in the house of God? Mm-hmm. It means to commune, communicate, and ultimately harmonize ourselves with God, harmonize our mind and our heart with God. So if 
I mean, it sounds weird, but imagine if your God isn't that what you would want. <laughs> I mean, he went to great yes. lengths. Yeah, he went to great lengths to give us his son so that we could have no veil. We could be holy. And what he wants is communion. And he yes. wants the fellowship. And he he's good. He's perfect. He's healing. He's everything we need. So he wants us to harmonize with him. And that, you know, there's a verse uh, in the Bible that says, this is salvation to know the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, whom he sent. So to be set free, healed, delivered is to be harmonized with God. The more our mind and heart is harmonized with him, the more free we are, the more peace we have, the more joy we have, the more clarity we have at the presence of God and the voice of God. So that's really the purpose of prayer. It's less about, and I do ask God for stuff. You yeah. know, we need to ask God for stuff. He's, he's our mm -hmm. God, but yes. it's the goal of it's really harmonizing with God. Yeah. I love that. I took a Bible study on prayer and everything that you just kind of said reminds me of a couple takeaways that prayer is what brings heaven to earth. So the harmonizing that reminded me of that. And then also that yeah. prayer, that prayer is not a duty or, or a performance, but Instead, it's a conversation with God and Absolutely. learning his character. So mm -hmm. I love the way that you said it. Yeah. And if you think of it this way, like God is heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's in heaven, but he set up heaven so that we would, he would have a place for us to, you know, can I go there, Megan? Can I like, yeah. do this? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So okay. heaven and earth were created together. Right. So when you go through the scripture, it says God created the heavens and the earth. So God is actually beyond heaven. He's beyond the universe. He's be, he's beyond heaven. He created heaven as a place that cooperates with earth where humanity can commune with God and know God. Otherwise, I'm, this is my version. Otherwise, I think he'd be so beyond our ability to ever even commune with and communicate with. So I heard one person say heaven's kind of like the lazy boy of God, like as your father, you know where to find him. Um, and he's in heaven for us to, to commune with. And so, yeah, prayer is kind of like connecting heaven and earth through our heart. We get to, we get to connect with God and bring God to earth or bring heaven to earth through prayer. Cool. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, ah, I love it. <laughs> prayer. It's, I never knew like how much prayer. Cause so our mom would always say how powerful prayer was. And she was a huge prayer warrior. Like I've believed in prayer my whole life, but I think I always had this disconnect to a certain level. So really going through your class and really just like reading the Bible at a different level. Like even today, I felt God stop me in my tracks, just my trains of thought. And before I feel like I wasn't even I wasn't harmonizing my heart with God. So that wouldn't have even been an option for me for God to mm -hmm. stop me in my tracks because I wasn't allowing him mm -hmm. to be a part of my life in that way. So I think that's just been such a huge change where I, I do feel him stop me and be like, I am here with you. Like you give me all your worries. Like you don't need to worry about that, you know? And it's just, it's a prayer class, but it's really just such a spiritual, I mean, prayer is spiritual, but like a spiritual you know, communion that you have back and forth. And mm -hmm. I know you, one of my favorite stories you've told too, is about a specific prayer that you prayed that changed the trajectory of your life. Mm -hmm. And I just was curious if you'd share that story and yeah. what that was about. 
Yeah, for sure. So prior to, I've been at church 1132, 13 years prior to 1132, I went to another church, which I absolutely loved, uh, built really strong friendships there. The church was making such a positive impact. Um, but at the same time, God had invited me to start pursuing healing and the prophetic and those type of things. And I really didn't have a, a hard stance one way or the other. So if you had asked me, I wouldn't have said, God definitely heals everyone or healing's not for today. I didn't have, I hadn't really taken a stance. Um, I just uh, believe God is good, but I, I didn't really, couldn't have told you for sure where I stand on it. And maybe would have said the same thing a little bit about the prophetic. I did believe that you can hear God and all that, but also too, I'd seen there are things out there where there's a mishandling of, of the prophetic. So that's there. Um, and so what happens is sometimes, you know, churches or ministries, they kind of throw out the baby with the bathwater. They don't want um, certain things in the church because of how it's been mishandled in certain circles. So they take a stance that, healing's not really for today. Like God can heal if he chooses to, but he doesn't heal by laying of hands like he did in the, in the early church, you know, in the Bible. And then the same thing with prophetic. Uh, sometimes churches will say you, you, God can put something on your heart. You don't, God doesn't really speak to you. Uh, he speaks to you in the Bible, but he doesn't really speak to you. Otherwise he might like give you an impression. So they are very cautious in that way. So I was in a church like that. I didn't know they they took those stances until all of this came up. And um, God very clearly told me to go forward to the pastor to ask them to pray for supernatural healing. And I thought, oh, you got to be kidding me because this is not going to go well. Like, why would you want? I just could not understand why would God want me to do that? That'd be super disappointing for me, too. You know, like, because mm -hmm. I didn't think they're going to believe for it. But what God was showing me is that God, he was revealing kind of some of their belief systems in the church and some other things they do really, really great on. So I still really honor the church, but they, they definitely have some major hesitation around healing. And so I was met with a lot of resistance on that. I was, they were trying to correct me on it, you know, like, and I would say, well, I feel like God said this or that. And they, they're meaning with, with a lot, a lot of, of resistance. So I was in my office at home one day and I was starting to become kind of distraught over this um, because I've, I needed physical healing. I know other people that need physical healing and I really respected the pastor, but I felt like God was saying something different to me than what my pastor was saying. And I couldn't reconcile, well, how could I possibly know better than a pastor that's been through seminary school and like, well, how would he not know this? And I just could not reconcile those things. So I was in my office one day and I was seeking, just praying about it. And I was studying the word. I was just studying the word about healing. I could now teach a lot on healing because I just, it was my motive was for myself at the time. And I just got to this point where I thought, you know what? And God put this on my heart. I don't even really care what the answer is. So if you heal this way or you heal that way, at the end of the day, God, I just need to know you as you really are. If you heal this way, I want to know you that way because that's who you are. If you don't heal that way, I don't want to believe that because that feels better to me. I like that theology better. And then I'm misunderstanding my God. And I just got to this point where I remember saying to him, like, you're my God. You're my creator. Like, I, there is no, I have no other God. There is no other one that gives me life. 
and I need to know you as you really are. It wasn't just know you, but as you really, really are. And I spent like eight or 10 hours that day worshiping and reading the word and praying. And I would study the word a little bit. And then I would get down on the ground and put my head to the ground and just surrender my mind. Cause you, you know, you can get on your mind. And I would just say, God, I just need to know you. I just need to know you. I need it. And I stayed in this place for hours and hours. And then all of a sudden, have you ever like, I have glasses on right now so I can read things, but you put glasses on all of a sudden you can just see clearly and you're like, whoa, you know, or like looking through perfectly pure water and it's just like crystal clear. That's what overtook me. All of a sudden I felt this clarity and I felt like I could see clearly and I felt like what God answered in that moment is he is healer and he heals every single way there is out there by laying of hands through prayer while you're sleeping through medicine. Like he is healers. He just like settled it in my heart um, that he revealed to me, you know, who he is. And what I didn't know at that time, Megan, what you're touching on is that actually changed the trajectory of my walk with God, It which changed my life where now my desire and my motive was to, and I prayed it still today, Lord, I need to know you as you really are. I want to know you as you truly, really are. I don't want some other theology or understanding of you that feels good, but it's not correct on who you are. It's not an obvious prayer, um, but I do give God credit for putting it on my heart in that moment. I think he was helping me out because he saw probably I was struggling through this. But yeah, I mean, it completely changed my, my walk with the Lord. Yeah. So cool. And I know you've actually had testimonies where you've seen people healed and moments where people have not been healed. Yeah. Do you want to share any like examples of that? I mean, yeah, I've prayed for people that have been healed from cancer or, you know, prayed with the lady and her leg grew out. I've prayed with a lot of people and I need healing in my knees and I've prayed for people's knees and seen a lot of knees healed, but my knees are not healed. Right. right? Um, I like keeping it real. You know that like yeah. I will just say whatever I have prayed for people I did not know and seen the healing. And then I had a very close friend die from breast cancer, you know, and there was, a, we were praying for her. And yeah. what happens is we can start to build theology around that. And this is what a lot of people in the church do is then you start plugging in answers. What wasn't God's will? You know, it was time. It was just her time to go home with the Lord or God's teaching you something and, you know, that we can actually start plugging in. But what I've learned through that is there has to be a true North. You have to decide no matter what's happening, God is Jehovah Rapha. He is healer. He's given us his son. And if he's given us his son, he freely gives us all things that are in his son. So the issue is not on his end. I don't believe he took my friend at 56 years old home from breast cancer. I believe we didn't see the miracle that we wanted to see, uh, but God is still who he says he is. So my approach is, Lord, that stinks. That's disappointing. Take all your stuff to God. Like that's super disappointing. What, where do we need to grow? What are we missing? Like, do we think we were in faith, but we weren't in faith? Like we were just hoping, but we weren't like really operating in faith. Uh, so what I encourage your listeners to do is number one is just settle the care. You have to settle the character of God mm-hmm. above your theology. 
and and that cannot move. He is healer. He is good. He doesn't. He's not any meeny miny mo picking people who he heals. It's all through Christ. And if he's given us his son, he's healing. I can receive healing for anyone. So that has to get settled in my heart. And then when the disappointments come, because they will, then you take those to God and you ask him, teach me. I want to grow from this. I don't, I don't want that to happen again. I, but praise God, she's home with the Lord, right? That yeah. she's with you, right? And praise God, we all get new bodies. But teach me, how, what do I need to learn? What do I need to grow? Is that helpful? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, I just relate a lot in my own life as well. And I think that what you're describing is just having that deep, deep rooted foundation in, um, or just roots in staying close to the truth of who I believe God is, what his character is. And that never changes, like you said. And so I think, you know, we've all experienced great loss for us when our mom was killed in a car accident Mm -hmm. in 2020, of course, the humanness and for any of us going through any hard thing, it's like the humanness and the emotions can take over. But I think, I think the more practice (laughs) that we get in life, um, dealing with hard things for, for me, of course, my mom's death has been my greatest loss. However, I've been through a lot of hard prior to that, that Mm kind of gave me practice of having that faith that Mm -hmm. I believe who God says he is. And that never changed. Even when I was on my knees hearing the news of my mom's passing. And so I think that, yeah, I just, I just totally believe in that truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's so important. Like, and I heard Megan shared a little bit of, of that testimony with me that you're on your knees and that was so touching for me to hear. And that's how we should respond or some version of that. Um, it's two, it's two things at the same time. It's like our humanity, we need, like, we're going to feel the aches and pains of that. It's going to hurt. It's going to challenge and make cause some questions. And I think some of it is us just going, okay, yeah, I have some questions now and not letting that jostle us from the fact that God is our father, that he, he's the only one that gives life that there is no other life anywhere else. And that I'm so anchored with him that I'm okay if I'm frustrated or confused or whatever. I think sometimes the frustration or the confusion, all that, if that shakes me enough to where I'm maybe like, maybe I don't want to be a Christian or whatever. And what is really revealing is there wasn't an anchor there. You had not yet settled in your heart that you are no longer your own. You died with Christ and you were born again and you haven't settled that there is no other eternal life anywhere else. There's something not settled there or there's an anchor of security so that we can have those times that are rocky. And I mean, I don't, I don't know for, for sure with you, Lauren, but I know with Megan, like she really pressed in to the church Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you did as well. Um, And we need each other during those times. Like we do. Yeah. We need to when. When my friend passed away, um, you know, we had other friends, we came around and we grieved and we supported each other and we gave each other permission to process that differently. Mm-hmm. Even though we're all faith-filled believers that believe in healing, we still processed it 
differently in the why. And I learned maybe what God is saying to me on the why. He's not saying that's not what my friend is getting. I need not try to correct her and just need to let it be and just let God work things out. Um, Yeah. I think, I think whenever I finally, I guess, accepted that and believed that there is such a big picture that we'll never, none of us will ever see. Uh, that really helped me because, um, and I am personality wise, I am just kind of one of those that's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's obedient just in life, but, but also with God, it's like, okay, like I can, I can, my brain can handle that. Like I will never know the big picture and that makes sense to me. And so I'll never understand why mom died at 65, you know, in perfect health. And it really sucks for us left behind, but, but it's like accepting the unknown of that. We'll never know, know the why. Um, And I think the more hardships that we go through life, it's like, it kind of just forces, (laughs) I don't know, at least for me, it's just kind of forced that mentality because there are so many things in life that we'll never know the why. No. So yeah, one thing I say to that, I've written some curriculum and working on a devotional. One thing I write in my devotional is there's so many temporary things we will not know the why to, but God invites us to know our eternal purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's like saying, okay, I don't understand how all these temporary things sometimes are unfolding and why this or that, but God says, but you can know your eternal purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an eternal why that I allow you to know. And like you were saying, it's just trusting that. Um, I think we talked about this before, Megan. I can't remember if it was you. I was talking to or someone else. But it says that God makes all things work together for the good for those who love him. That's where we usually stop in the scripture. But it goes on to say for those who love him and who are, who are called according to his purpose. Right. So yeah. basically, that means like if we know God and we've surrendered our life to God, and we know our eternal purpose is to know him and make him known, is to harmonize with God and then be an overflow. And I know that's my purpose. He will force your mom's passing and the disappointment of that. He will force it, every single bit of it, to work for your good and to accelerate you in life and to pay the enemy back recompense if the enemy had something to do with that. Because you know him and you've surrendered your life to him. You know that you have an eternal purpose to make him known. Does that make sense? It's like me kind of paraphrasing that, that verse. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Whenever you say eternal purpose, I just think that, I don't know if I just read something on this, but it's like a lot of times whenever we think about our life's purpose, but it, it goes on beyond this life. And so can you go a little bit deeper into that? I can actually share something I feel like I've learned from you, Holly, and then you can expand on it if you want. But yeah, I think I was always searching for my purpose on earth. And I knew a piece of it had to do with God's love only because of our mom. She just like, she always made everybody feel so loved. And she would always say, it's God. Like, it's not me. He works through me. And Mm -hmm. that was her purpose was for people to feel accepted as they are and loved because that's what Jesus did to people. And she just knew that's what she had a gift for that. 
And so I knew like all of her kids kind of had a little bit of that. And so when I was going around, you know, in my 20s, 30s too, like I was always kind of searching for a purpose of that was my own to a certain degree. And I think learning in your class about more of looking at it as like an eternal purpose or like, what am I doing here on earth to further God's kingdom? Like it changed everything for me. And I think the biggest thing was like, I stopped thinking about myself so much Mm. and hard to admit that, but like I looking back, I was like, oh yeah, I was really a lot more selfish than I realized or like was aware of. And I think changing that to like thinking about an eternal purpose, it's like, oh, just take me out of it. Like, what does God want to do through me? And I do, do see like, oh, it's my mom. Like the legacy started with my mom. And I tell my girls, like we're on mission from God on earth. Mom started, Nana started the mission and we're going to finish the mission Amen. to share that God loves everybody. And it's, it's so much more simple than humans have made it. And the enemy has separated all of us and that's mm-hmm. like this whole game. And so, yeah, that's, I think the eternal purpose is just, it's not one thing like, oh, I need to have this job to, you know, that's my purpose. No, it's anywhere I am. I have an eternal purpose. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. So right. yeah, yeah, you're an eternal being. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's there's a few things there that have really helped me. I'll just share what revelation God has given me that just, you know, I don't really believe in like levels and people say God's taking me to the next level because it's more like depth, right? We need to go yeah. deeper, lower. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the deeper we are, the more humble we should be going versus like I have this revelation and others don't. I don't like that kind of imagery. So I just want to say depth that God mm-hmm. takes me into. And, and again, for your listeners, knowing like, if you decide he, God gives us a free will, he's not going to force us to do this. But if you decide, I want to give my life up (laughs) and receive the life of Christ Jesus, not to go to heaven one day, but to live from a heavenly reality now. And then one day this flesh transitions into eternal flesh but I'm going to lay my life down, which means I'm going to give some stuff up. I'm going to let go of some of the selfishness and all of that. If that motive is there in your heart and you begin to pray and ask God to reveal to you the deep things of his heart, the deep truths about our purpose on earth, the purpose of humanity and what eternity is and what heaven is, he will begin to reveal things to you. And what he's revealed to me may I kind of see God as almost like a kaleidoscope, you know, those things you can look through and, you know, or those crystals you can look through and it reflect, refracts all this different light. So kind of what God gives me and how he impresses on me may be slightly different than for you. It's still same truth, but he's, he has all kinds of expressions. He's God. He's like the creator of all things. Look at creation, all the different animals, all the different ways he creates uh, life in different animals. So for me, what he's settled for me is, um, the, the only way I can really know God as he really is, is to know his deepest desire. So, you know, if you want someone to know you, but they don't really know your deepest desires, they don't really know you. There's things they don't know about you. So he, he showed me that. So I began to ask him, what is his deepest desire? What does he desire? We're talking about God almighty has his own personal deep desires that he wants. And when I asked him that, what he revealed to me, and I'm sure others have this 
same revelation. It's not like it's this unknown thing. But his deepest desire is that humanity would know him, be like him, and reproduce him on the earth. That's what he wants. And it's wild to me because he's an eternal God, which mm-hmm. means this desire. He's he's always had this desire to be known. He's the unseen God and he wants to be known. And we're the one kind of species out of, what did they say? There's 8 million species. We're the only kind that's made in his image that's made to fulfill God's eternal desire, which is to be known. He wants to be known. So when I settled that in my heart and I realized, oh, he's an eternal God and he wants to be known. The whole reason we're on earth is to come to know God as he really is and and come to know him as a father, which maybe we, before we're born, we don't know God as father. I don't know, but it appears that way that we get to come to know him as father and that we're a son or a daughter. That's his deepest desire. So when I say eternal purpose, that's what I mean. And so then Megan, when you're saying uh, to carry forth your mom's legacy and to love others, that's the, that's the output. That's the making God known part, but you yeah. know that that would not happen if you weren't first seeking to know God, mm-hmm. you know, and allowing him to, to fill, to fill your heart. So people get really hung up on like, what's my purpose and what they sometimes will say what they mean by that a lot of times is, is it to open a business? Is it to go in ministry? Is it to the, but that should just be the output of the ultimate purpose, which is to know the heart of God, to deeply know him, to be known by him, to be like him, harmonize with him. And then the overflow of what we normally say purpose will happen. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. And yesterday in Jesus calling book, it says living in God's presence means living in two realms simultaneously, the visible world and unseen eternal reality. So it's such a beautiful thing. And I know I want to become deeper and a more effective prayer. And so we could talk for hours about this subject, but I know we need to close it up. So my prayer is just that listeners, you got just even a little tidbit from today and that with us, we can all become more like him and harmonize with him. And like Holly said, let him be known through us to everybody that we encounter. Holly, thank you so much. You're so, you're so lovely. And I I feel like we need to do a part two for sure. And Megan, unless there's anything else, Holly, we would love for you to close us and our listeners out in prayer. Uh, I will. And thank you so much having me on. I feel so honored to be here. I'm so glad to get to meet you, Lauren. Put a yes. face on. Totally tell your sisters. Bye-bye. Yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> the voice and the <laughs> mannerisms. You're definitely sisters, beautiful ladies. And such oh, an honor to be on with you today. So I love it. Before, before you pray, I just want to say, and we'll keep the listeners up to date, but I'm so excited because Holly's launching her own podcast through the mm-hmm. church around prayer and I got to be a guest on it. So yeah. whenever we, yeah, it hasn't launched yet, but I just wanted to mention it. And when it does launch, we'll be sharing it and we'll have to have yeah. you back on for part yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. There, that will, there'll be a lot of prayer lessons in that we can kind of get into a lot of the more details, you know, and I take yeah. a little longer to get like, yes. about an yeah. hour long. So, well, let me, you want me to pray? 
Yes, that'd be amazing. Thank you. Well, Lord, Father, we thank you, first of all, that this is the day that you have made. We thank you that here we sit today with air in our lungs. We have another chance today to come to know you, to experience you and know you. And we don't take it for granted, Lord. We first just right now, thank you, God, that we're here, that we're breathing, Lord, that we get to fellowship with you. We get to come to know you more today. We thank you, God, that you're a good God. You're a really, really, really good God and that you've extended yourself to us. You want us to know you and receive you and you've made it possible through your son, Jesus Christ, for us to have full access to you. You've given us full access. That's your deepest heart's desire. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you are a God that's predisposed to give yourself away and to extend yourself to us. And I just pray for our listeners right now, God, would you open their hearts just to receive that simple truth that you're a good God, that you're not sitting up there in heaven, but you are giving yourself away. You are leaning in towards us so that we can know you and experience you. And I just pray that every person listening to this, their heart would open up to that right now. I just pray that any area in their mind that's just blocking that uh, truth, that you're a good God, that you're leaning into them to, to know them and to encounter them, Lord, that you would just help them to overcome that and just receive the very simple truth that you're a good God and you love them. Father, I do pray for all of our listeners that you would teach them through your Holy Spirit how to pray that you would draw them um, into a deeper intimacy with you, that you would reveal to them that it is about fellowship, it is about communion, that it is about uh, walking with God. It is about um, journeying through our life with you, God. And I just pray for them that you would just impress that on their heart, Lord, that their um, that their their motive and their intentions and their heart around prayer, Lord, would line up in a way that it would... Um, enable them to really hear you, God, and to really be led by you in their life. And Lord, we do pray. I just feel this unction. I do pray for anyone listening today. If you're not sure, Phyllis, if you're not sure if you are a Christian or you grew up a different way and you're not sure, I just want to say to you right now that it's really as simple as receiving that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that the Father God gave him to us so that we can be saved. We can be set free, healed, delivered, and be in intimate, deep fellowship with God, our Father. I just pray, God, that you would draw them to your heart right now, that they would receive Jesus as their Savior. They would just accept you into their heart right now and fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, fill us all with your Holy Spirit today. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. Love you, ladies. Yeah, love you. Yeah, no, thanks so much. Love you. (laughs) Love y'all. Okay, I love you. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl I Slept in My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, make it a great week. God bless.